This is Tag's podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. It's August 1st. I'm your host, Steve V. Let's go with co-host Lincoln. How you doing, Lincoln? I'm doing well from New York City. I am here. I am surviving. Because <laughs> you're a survivor, baby. I am. <laughs> yes. And joining us live from Atlantic City is Cody Maurice Dorgat. Hell the hell and why the fuck are you there? <laughs> why are you there? Hello, darling. <laughs> I am a Jersey boy at heart, honey. That's why I'm in the lovely... Atlantic City right now, looking at the Hard Rock and Valleys and um, uh, a Ferris wheel and all kinds of craziness because it's crazy out there in them streets. It is very busy here. Okay. Really? Yes. Huh. I bet. Well, it's summertime, so I have no doubt you were there with your mother. Yes. Do tell. So, oh, nice. My last week was my birthday, and my mom said. Uh, I know you have lots of things and events planned for your birthday, so make sure uh, the week after, you should just come down to Atlantic City. You and Joe. Joe is here as well. They're both oh, at a casino together. I know. So cute, right? Yeah, very. that's very cute. <laughs> so she it's said the, you and- the dream. <laughs> yeah. It you is, and Joe come down. Joe is my boyfriend, by the way, everybody. Who doesn't know? Uh, we know. I know you know, but maybe some of the listeners don't know who Joe is. There could be a new listener. Exactly. Good point. Good point, guys. <laughs> so <laughs> my mom said, you and Joe come down. We'll spend the night, uh, two nights, however many nights you want in Atlantic City. We'll play some games. We'll go to the beach. We'll have a grand old time. Bring some liquor. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's fine. I, I suspect there's plenty of white claw you brought in the bag. Actually, and... I have a rosé and sangria, okay. darling. Oh, thank you very much. I'm living um, classy it's... with my mother, darling. <laughs> it's so funny because Lincoln and I are both originally from the West Coast. So at least, I don't know for you, Lincoln, but for me, it was always Vegas. Yes. And yes. the closest place that would be comparable to Atlantic City would be Vegas. So I've never been to Atlantic City, but I hear it's fun. Have you been to Vegas, Cody? And is there, I mean, it's different. Yes or no? It's the different, same? but it's very similar. It is okay. very, very similar. I, but Atlantic City, honey, she is something else. I told Joe, because he's only been here one time. <laughs> When he turned 21 with his aunt and his grandmother. So I told Joe, because Atlantic City it has gone down since, especially in the past years with the, you know, recession and then COVID hit. So a lot of things have changed here. I was like, after dark, honey, we are staying in the hotel. We are not going yeah. anywhere and doing anything. We Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I watch that. a lot of those murder ID oh. channel stories. <laughs> you don't have so- to go there so quickly. <laughs> I'm, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm on one of those kicks right now. And so please don't stay inside and be safe, but enjoy. Lincoln, you got COVID yet again? I did. I got COVID again. Isn't that weird? I yes. had it at the 3rd of July. Um, I was diagnosed with COVID. I did the medication called Peter. Paxlovid. I cannot say my Peter's next to me. Oh, um, I cannot. I, I cannot say the word Paxlovid without. That's a hard word. Paxlovid. 
It sounds like a Russian soup. Pax By the way, can I just tell a really quick Vegas story? Did I ever tell this on the show? It's such a good story. Tell it's it. just very small. D-man. So, Cody, first of all, I love that you're doing that with your mom. Because yeah. when I moved to New York City in 1996, my mom said... Fine, I'm finally getting used to you moving across country, but we're taking a family trip before you go. We decided to go to Vegas. Nice. And we went to Vegas. It's the only time I've ever been in Vegas. And um, we were out on a night and we heard like gunfire. Oh, no. And we were like, what the hell is going? So we just skipped it. We went back to the room. And the next morning, it was in the news that Tupac was shot. Oh, oh no! Isn't that no. It's just such an eerie. We and it's the only time I've ever been to Vegas. Isn't that just the Shut weirdest? Up. Is it just, that just is the, weirdest the thing. only time? <laughs> I know. And we went and saw the Hoover Dam, which recently had an explosion. It's weird. Anyway, it's a very weird story. But um, I, enjoy the time with your mom. That's very cool that you have that, and that Joe is like there is really time. cool. I know it won't. Don't worry. You're you're perfectly fine. Um, so I had COVID on July 3rd, and I got over it. I actually, last Tuesday, a week ago from today, I was walking down 6th Avenue, and I said, why not? And I did a rapid test, and I did a PCR test, and I was negative. That was a week ago tomorrow. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And right. Peter got COVID, turned COVID positive this last Wednesday. Uh-huh. Wednesday morning, he got up. He didn't feel good. Oh, he talked to the doctor. Tuesday night, he didn't feel good. And we found out he was positive. And uh, I thought, I just had it, so it doesn't matter. And that's what everyone said around me as well. Like, I didn't spend, I was stayed at the bakery more than home, mm-hmm. but we still slept in the same room. And I was yeah. negative all week. Uh, every day I tested, I was negative all week. And then on Sunday, Saturday night, I had like a burning throat in the middle of the night but i thought it was just something i drank because i drank a lot of tequila like that (laughs) i thought maybe it's just that you know what i mean and that next morning bam positive oh i'm so sorry so i'm out of teaching for a week there is covid pay through the gym um and uh i'm doing limited bakery hours no one's allowed in the store but you can order online and i'm passing off packages at the door if people order it online or come to the door i can ring them up and the doctor yeah, said all that was good with an N95 mask and just, you know, so I'm annoyed. It's just really annoying because I don't feel bad, but I sneeze like crazy. And every once in a while I go, eh. it's the stupidest cough. It's like, eh. I love that. We what had a listener, Martin, uh, we, we had a listener from out of town visiting and he tried to go to the protein bakery this morning and he said it was closed. And I said, yes, Lincoln tested positive for COVID. So that's oh, why. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he wishes you well, as we all do. Get oh, better thank soon you. And feel thank better you. for sure. Thanks. You, you know, tomorrow is the countdown because, as I said on Tags Live last Wednesday, I am doing speed dating here in New York City, and I'm so night. excited! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe I know. I can't believe it. I'm going to this thing tomorrow. Bought my ticket, and today I had to upload a photo and fill out a little profile, which should be fun. My sister's, I think, more excited than I am, <laughs> but. I'm really kind of, this is going to be fun. Apparently, it's their biggest event of the season. And in the 
we're going to talk about monkeypox in just a second. This is something safe that I can do. I can sit across from somebody, five-minute dates per visit, and I think it's going to be fun. So That's exciting. What an adventure no matter what. You know what I mean? And an like, adventure and lots to talk about on the show afterwards. I was say, stories. Oh, yeah. I cannot my, wait. Yeah. <laughs> my sister's like, you're doing this for the show. I know you are. I said, I am, but I'm also going to get into it and put on my little outfit tomorrow and get there early and I'm going to get into and it. And what if this is your great love story and you can tell And what that. if it's my great love story? Exactly. The greatest. No, I'm not going to sing Whitney. Oh, okay. okay. Oh. <laughs> Adventurous, honey. Yeah. Well, give me a Kylie song before a Whitney Houston song. Okay. Thank you very much. Well, we have, there is so much going on. We are a gay sex podcast at the core even though we talk about a bunch of stuff, we've got to talk about monkeypox. And San Francisco and our city here in New York have declared monkeypox a public health emergency. And I was watching a bunch of news stories today and over the weekend about what that really means when just a city declares a public health emergency versus, say, the entire state or the entire country. And it means that those particular cities then get more funding or more vaccines, more importantly, and testing, which is really kind of where we what we need right now, testing. And it reminds me a lot of COVID back in the day. I mean, like we're reliving this. The World Health Organization has also informed men who sleep with men, I put myself in that category, to reduce the number of sexual partners that you have during this period. And a lot of people are finding that they're not getting the vaccines in cities outside of San Francisco and New York, and they're having to go, say, in Seattle to Canada. Mm -hmm. They're making the way over there because there's more vaccines over there in Canada. And I guess the first question, because there's a lot to talk about, I'm going to go down the checklist of this, is do you think that the U.S. has missed its window on monkeypox? Because we knew this was a problem in Europe and the potential that it had. Now it's affected our community for sure and the potential risk of hitting other communities, of course, the general public. But did we miss the window, Lincoln, on this in your no, eyes? No, I don't think so. I think we could, like everything in the world, hindsight is twenty twenty. We could have done it sooner. Certain things could have clicked into motion quicker. You know, the world's kind of on fire right now, if anyone hasn't noticed. Between environment and war and COVID and economies and the heat wave and like it's all over the place. So could we have done it sooner? Should I think that there was some issue with getting enough vaccines in the first thing from Denmark or whatever? I do, I'm, I, I do not know the actual story, but I think that there was a, a mistake there and we make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was an intentional mistake. I don't think there's a conspiracy thing happening or we have to think, I just, there's so much to worry about now. More vaccines are on their way to New York. It's going to be hard through the rest of the country. Remember, you also have to have sex that's unprotected and be really out there. I mean, there's a lot of cases in New York City and now in San Francisco, but I don't know how many cases there are in Oklahoma or, you know what I mean, the rest of the world. So let's just be smart as we move forward because we can get through this and it's never too late. 
I love that positive outlook and I agree with it too. I do sort of feel we missed the mark a little bit and it does remind me a little bit of COVID back in the day when you would hear about cases in other parts of the world and you were just wondering like this looming cloud moving towards you, are we prepared for this? And this kind of reminds me of it, Cody. Do you think that we sort of missed the mark? I kind of do. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, good. I was just going to say, I kind of do. I agree with what Lincoln said. I think that, you know, we, it, this is, this, this is the thing. We have addressed it in the timeliness and the fashion that we are accustomed to. But because we are in a pandemic right now, like because of COVID, we should be hyper vigilant as far as this is concerned. I would think it would make us even more prepared so that monkeypox wouldn't get out of control. And I feel like, we didn't jump on it as soon as we could have. And it makes me feel like they didn't take it seriously because it was gay men that were mostly contracting monkeypox in the beginning. Yeah, I and I hear what you're saying as well, because, quote, this is a quote, waiting and seeing does not take into account how infectious diseases work and very differently from COVID, we did have the tools. We have a vaccine that's 85% effective and an antiviral that has been shown to be safe in humans. And um, so I do think in some ways, I'm glad that we're steamrolling out these vaccines. And many of my friends have gotten them here in, in cities like New York and LA and San Francisco, which I'm glad to see. But I just if people are jumping out of Seattle to go to Canada, that makes me worried. And it's just I just hope that everyone can get the vaccination and is safe with this. You know, there is a Reddit thread related to this, and somebody wrote, I'm torn on the monkeypox vaccine profiling. Quote, I'm fortunate enough to live in LA County. I've been on prep for years. I qualified to get the vaccination, so I went and got it yesterday. However, I feel rather guilty about getting it. I hate how sexually active gay males are being profiled mm -hmm. right now. This is his opinion, you guys. So, however, it's obvious this is spreading like wildfire through the community. I feel like I should have waited until this was available to the general public so I could do my part to not enable the profiling. However, people were cruising grinder, literally standing in line for the shot. Wow. I heard that before here in New York as well. I hate to say it, but I feel like the profiling is justified. I participate in casual sex just like anyone else does. But Jesus effing Christ, sometimes moderation is warranted. I'm truly torn if health agencies are handling this correctly by the profiling. Curious if everyone else has thought there was some interesting thoughts on this. I'll read a couple of them. But do you think Cody, there's profiling going on. Oh, for sure. I watched a Instagram reel today. I know we, we talked about Instagram reels the other day. <laughs> it yeah. popped up on my feed automatically. And what was it going to do? Turn away from it? No, that's not going to happen. But I saw a reel and it was saying that some of the questions on as far as the intake of the monkeypox vaccine for the 
monkeypox vaccine are concerned, it's like, oh, are you a slut? Oh, it's kind of slut shaming people. It's not, it's not that drastic, but it made them feel like as if they were calling them a slut, basically. So I think that, yeah, there's a lot of profiling going on. And I think that we could all do better as far as normalizing casual sex. And uh, you mentioned earlier that men that have sex with men should take down their uh, sexual partners. And I was like, I thought to myself, my first instinct and my first thought was, do I have to go down to zero? <laughs> what, like what? I only have one sexual partner. So what does that mean for me? Well, so in response to that last part, you're not in high risk, yeah. girl, according to what the, the CDC is saying, because you're, you're in a monogamous relationship. What one commenter said, Lincoln, what's the alternative to what you're calling, quote, profiling to refuse to acknowledge the data on who is being affected and merely vaccinate people at random? This would lead to the gay men who, who urgently need the vaccine and not getting it and would vastly increase the suffering occurring in our community and would worsen an already serious health crisis. This is a non-question. And somebody else, were, what are you torn about? You participate in casual sex, dude. If you don't take the vaccine, you're part of the problem. Do you agree with some of the commenters or do you think there's profiling going on, Lincoln? Well, if there, do we all know the definition of profiling? <laughs> there has to be well, profiling going on. Somebody else question that too, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, we, we have to profile. We have to, because that's the way you get to the bottom of a disease. It's an Public illness. Health. Yeah, so I this is something that was released in New York over the weekend. There's a breakdown of the demographic groups <clears throat> that have monkeypox reported in the tri-state area by borough. Manhattan has the most at 562. And the next one is Brooklyn with 251, uh, 251 cases. So if there's 562 cases in Manhattan, you need to profile Manhattan as a high-risk area to live. Right? Because that's yeah. how many cases there are there. That's not bad. Um, just so you know, I'll run down just fast numbers. The yeah, 546 yeah, people are between the age of 30 and 39. Only 197 are between 20 and 29. And only one is below 19. And when you go the other direction, between 40 and 49, there's only 253 cases in all of the five boroughs. Wow. And only 104 cases for 50-year-old men and above. That's it. Okay, gender, 1,068 cases are men. Only 13 are transgender or non-binary. Three are women. And eight are unknown. That's why profiling works. Because you break down, oh, only men are getting it. No, let's hurry up and give all the children vaccines for it. It, it makes no sense. And this is what's really sad, what drives me crazy. Race and ethnicity, ethnicity I love that word. Um, Asian or Pan Pacific Islander, 46. Black, 219. Hispanic or Latino, 264. So the blend of black, Hispanic, and Latino is higher than white, which is 311. And unknown is 244. And uh, sexual orientation, interesting. Uh, LGBT plus is six. It says six dot, dot, dot. And unknown is 451. That's weird. Oh, okay, that is weird. They, they, they don't want to give out their sexual orientation. So yeah. I will, I will send this numbers. link. I'll send this link to you both. And yeah. then, Steve, you could post it on the site. 
Absolutely. And I do think numbers and if you want to call it profiling yeah. is important. I think they're different ways. though. And, well, I, I don't know that I've heard anybody newscaster wise. I watch a lot of, I'm a news junkie at the core and I haven't heard any it, uh, knock on wood. People stigmatize the community at this point of which you know, I, that's what I was worried about. Yeah. And I haven't heard that. Have you guys? And then I want to go on to another story related to this. I haven't, but that is a slippery slope that kind of worries me that the profile profiling will lead to stigmatization. So I, I hear what you're saying about profiling and making sure that you break things down by demographics, but once- Or facts, right? Well, or, okay, yes. But once it starts to turn into- uh, a ghettoization of, uh, or, uh, or a stigmatization in a certain group, then I think that that is where it needs to actually stop. No, and, wait, and, wait, wait, wait. And why do you, okay, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Well, and why do you say that, Cody? Because I'm going to answer the question because of our history. What do we have to look back on is what we, what happened with HIV. Yeah was stigmatization, was calling people out like that group. Even within the community, people within the community towards, say, the leather community. There's a great documentary that I've talked about several times about the Folsom Street Fair. On The whole point of the Folsom Street Fair at the time was to raise money for people with AIDS. And people that were for the Harvey Milk Castro Street Fair did not want to necessarily endorse the Folsom Street Fair, which was at, it isn't anymore, but at the time it was to raise money for people living with HIV because they didn't, they thought it was those, that community, yeah. that EDS community. And it, so there was stigmatization within our own community, much less the outer ones. So I hear you, what you're saying is that it can go there. We, and what do we have to look back is our history. I agree with you. I think that once it goes so far and and where it jumps to the point where you start to sequester people or say this is a problem for just one certain type of person and you no longer want to interact with that type of person then it gets it becomes a very dangerous mindset for the for society to be in did you want to say one more thing lincoln before i move on to this <laughs> other related i just think we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater if the if the SM community and the really hardcore gay community was so impacted by the virus that they had to stand up and raise money for it. That's because they were the most infected. They, they were, the focus still has to be put on them, not on the bigotry or racism coming from the outside. Like we need to focus on our community right now with a monkeypox virus that will not kill you but is really uncomfortable and if we don't take care of each other because it is 99 you know nine, i just showed you the numbers in new york it's 92 percent all us we can't worry about being profiled for it we have to be profiled so that we get the money to take care of it and i agree like, with you like the profile is for the profile to get the money to take care of it is can be used to stigmatize us, but that's not our problem. That's well, their problem. That they're is the where ones I disagree doing it. with you. That is where I disagree. But they're with the you. ones doing. I'm not saying it's not our problem. Like we ignore it, but we have to realize that that is their problem. They're stigmatizing us for taking care of ourselves, 
And remember when in the in the Hasidic community out in Brooklyn, they wouldn't get vaccinated oh, with their kids, yes, and all of a girl. sudden it went. It's the same idea. It's not <laughs> it about. Definitely is. It's it's, it's like. I, I might have if my views about that community are short sighted or limited or ignorant and it comes out because they are having a vaccination problems. That's the problem with me. Not with you. Do you see what I mean by that? Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I taught myself Cody's, into a circle. I hope I got out. Not at all. Cody, I, final I, word before I move I on. Last word, Cody. Go on. That- that is what uh, what our society we as a society and as a, as a communal group we need to be wary of that because it is human nature and I think that you're looking at it from the positive aspect of it and but we also need to take into account that that it can provide negative repercussions. Well, we have to be responsible for it. Yeah, like we 100%. have to be aware of it. But I'm not going to be limited by or i'm not going to whine okay, about well, let's see how you guys, because of it let's okay well let's see how you guys feel on this related topic okay. and this might maybe clear up some stuff after a two-year hiatus thanks to covid the up your alley i didn't know it was called up your alley in san francisco or the dory alley Festival. yeah they changed it recently so it it's called up dory your alley, alley. And for those of you that don't know, it's been around not as long as the Folsom Street Fair, but it has the same vibe. It was on it's on Dory Alley per se, correct, Lincoln? Yeah, I don't know if it is anymore. I think that's why it's now called Up Your Alley. Okay, maybe that's I why they moved alley. it next to Mr. S and the Eagle. And for those people listening Sorry. wondering what this is, it's a smaller BDSM festival that is always been a little bit kinkier than say it's sister grandfathered Folsom Street Fair. And while the excitement around the popular street fair's return is palpable, so too is the reality that in addition to COVID, there is yet another outbreak to factor in. And while there's every reason to expect that for the thousands of folks who descend on the intersection of Folsom and Dory Streets, okay, oh, okay. coming up this Sunday, well, this was this past Sunday, July 31st, the fair was a sexy and fun as it's always been there's going to be there was flogging everything but some people are wondering was this a good idea particularly in a city that called declared monkeypox a public health emergency there's a lot of things in this article that people point to that because of covid not yes there is the acknowledgement that like Folsom and even more so because up your alley is even more BDSM centric sexualized. Can I add to that, that really quick, Steve? I don't want to break your rhythm, but let me just add one yeah. thing that for listeners, this is how I always defined it, and I think it'll help. Don't lose your place. Folsom okay. is 80% spectator, 20% participant, in my opinion. And it is spectrum with sexuality, as many women as men, and everything else. Dory to me or up your alley has always been 80% participant, 20% spectator. It's much, 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 much smaller and it's almost all men. Oh. So it really yeah. is a very different thing than Folsom. So when you were just saying that, I wanted to clarify for everyone listening that it's really a lot smaller than Folsom. It's oh, a yeah. random weekend in July. 
It's not More like, like our Fosamis, perhaps here in New York City. Maybe, but back like you used to see things happening on that street that it's like, wow, we can do that in daylight. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, maybe, maybe we should be arrested. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, no, really. like what is going on? So, but so that is, and Peter well, said to me, like, cuffs. <laughs> yeah. um, Peter and I went to it pre-pandemic so three years ago we had a great time there and when he saw pictures of it on instagram he's like why are they doing that this year of all yeah yeah sorry to interrupt you not at all thank you for layering that in i went also pre-pandemic and went to the after parties at the eagle which was so much fun and i had a great time there was apparently plenty of groups to help people navigate their kinky life while maintaining their health like the san francisco department of public health was on board mission neighborhood health center ucsf center for aids prevention and others were at the festival also many people were saying that it's a quote a getting a chance to get out and see people i haven't seen in a while and just socialize be in gear and meet some people some of the people telling people what to do said that you know maybe this year wear cover up like wear a shirt and don't have your your torso exposed Mm -hmm. because as we know rubbing up against somebody could potentially give you monkey pox you know I'm glad that they continued with this festival and I'm going to leave it up to the individuals that were either vaccinated with either one dose to make educated decisions because of COVID we've been in such a dire, we haven't had a lot of these festivals and I think this is a great time to get out. I personally have questioned after one dose, should I be going out to my favorite bar here in New York City, also a BDSM cruise bar, Eagle, and I've made this decision to go. Now, I haven't spent as much time in the cruisy area and done what I probably would have liked to have done in the past, but I still wanted to enjoy the music. I still wanted to see my friends and community that I've known and loved and meet new people. And I did do that. So I guess in response to maybe what Peter was suggesting to you, Lincoln, is that I'm glad they didn't just cancel it all together because at the core, it isn't all about sex. Cody, you and I and Joe, your boyfriend, Mm -hmm. went to wholesome east yeah. and no one was sucking my cock or your cock and they were and sucking cocks though and this is a little bit free monkey pox yeah. outbreak and i you in other words it is possible to not cancel everything and still have the event and because of what has been going on with covid and everything i I would hate to cancel everything and give people the mindset to carry on. What are your thoughts, Cody? I think that is this an outdoor festival? I don't know because it is. okay, yes. the entire time you guys yeah, were talking alley. about was talking about Dory <laughs> Alley. All I could think of was Santee Alley. So thank you, Lincoln, for because I was like, oh, clarification, it's not the same thing. I was so confused. No. <laughs> so yes, it's an outdoor festival, correct? Yes. So. They say that monkeypox is a lot less transmissible if you're outside. So I can see that they wouldn't cancel it. I still probably would have kept my tail at home, though, for me personally. Well, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. No, say what you want to say. Uh, so, no, 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 no. I just... Uh, 
I just really, really agree with you, Cody. We, I looked at some of the Instagram stuff for Mr. S and Dory hashtag up your alley. And it looked like there was plenty of room even in the crowd. It wasn't everyone on top of each other. Okay. It looks like not a ton of people showed up, which is great that they had a good time. That, and I agree with you, Steve, that they should still offer it. It did seem like a nice walk around at the Eagle rooftop from what I saw on, I'm sure there was behavior happening, good behavior. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. it just seemed more open. It seemed more, a little less claustrophobic. I hope people still keep having everything in one way or another, but I know here that you guys went to Folsom East, Peter and I came back and I talked to a lot of my friends that went to IML in Chicago mm-hmm. and they were like, we've seen a few monkeypox things and people are same crowd. We're not going. So while I was happy at Folsom East happened here, that kind of went through my mind of like, why are we doing that right now? We don't need to, I kiss everyone when I see them. Yeah. And the last thing I need to do, I don't, we, we're, we don't play around. It wouldn't be for us. It wouldn't be a sexual transmission. It will be someone's hand was somewhere. And I touched their hand or I kissed their back or, you know what I mean? That, and it's just, it was too soon. And now it's even more too soon. We, but we went to the Eagle two weekends in a row. We had a great time, but we did stay on the roof and left early. I don't know. You just shift your behavior, but I do want them to keep going. I love that. Yeah. And I, I, I'm happy that they continued the festival because I would hate to cancel something like this. It's not at the core at the, the description of it. It's not a sex party where you've mentioned before Lincoln, many of the play parties here, at least in New York city. And I would imagine in other places as well across the country are taking a pause. I like to use the word pause, which is good because during this interim, and I think that's really wise because that's all that is particularly happening. And what do we know? And education, when you know more, you do better, Maya. And And so, yeah. Steve, to your point, I don't want them to stop doing any of this. Like, I don't think any three of us want this because we're a pro-sexuality podcast that wants everyone to have every party (laughs) they want to have and have a great time. Where I'm like, well, what happened to the Black Party? Is that coming back? What happened to the Saint at Large? Because if that never comes back, even as a once-every-other-year thing, that's really sad for that culture. And, and our culture has been through enough, which I think is why people are so passionate about the profiling or stuff like that, because it feels like another blow to our culture, to who we are. But we decide that, not the forces outside of it. It'll just make us stronger. I really believe that. Yeah, it just, it, I guess if we had to finalize it just really quickly to go around ramen to be <laughs> pity party, it does suck. I'm just going to say it, that it happened after, I mean, it seems in COVID is still around. You have COVID currently as we were recording this podcast right now, Lincoln, but it seemed like there was sort of, we were managing that and it was going to be this truly, we're, we're really not getting our hot girl back summer <laughs> or, uh, that we really have all been waiting for. It's just the new normal is there's all these 
caveats that keep coming up and we just have to keep attempting what were you going to say Cody the new normal just keeps shifting and it's like we get blow after blow after blow and not in the best way that's not how I was looking for my blows okay Okay. (laughs) hello it's also called being an adult I mean you know people our our forefathers our parents went through wars and they went through famine and they went like you know perspective you're saying it's perspective yeah we sat home and watched Netflix so that not too many people got COVID. So hospitals weren't overrun. Like yeah, things have had to happen. And again, it's not personal and living through the AIDS crisis. Like we all have in one way or another, it, you have to just shift that. It's not personal. Yeah. It's a virus. And a virus doesn't care who so you much. are. Yeah. It really, yeah. so much compassion. We would not have the compassion for our community and had made the strides we did. God forbid without that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Elizabeth Taylor and all those things that happened back in those days when even TV was just getting started. So everyone saw it for the first time. It's crazy. Love it. All right. We've got to move on to, I am really excited about Neil Patrick's, Neil Patrick Harris's. Oh my God. I'm so excited that you're bringing up this. Yay. <laughs> I may binge watch it tonight. I'm so excited about it. Finish I've seen all it. these. In- Okay, well, we got to get your perspective on it in this sag. There's a couple things that Neil is talking about. Well, we're going to have to hear your instant review in a second. But one of the things Neil had to do for the show, for his character, who's getting back into the game after his boyfriend, longtime boyfriend, decides to end everything. And all of a sudden, Neil Patrick Harris's character is single in the scene. And he has to create a dick pic and so he was talking about it on a recent interview on how choosing a dick pic for the series they were gonna he didn't want to use his own dick and that i know and that's a question that i have for you guys would you use your dick pic or not so he went through producers produced showed a bunch of dick actual dick pics and he said it was interesting because we needed something that's normal average size but in the scene afterwards the guy says that it's beautiful a beautiful penis so it was kind of this hard area to not choose something that was gargantuan Mm -hmm. or tiny but was beautiful but maybe wasn't his own by the way little known fact about harris he was previously full frontal in gone girl you remember that film? Okay. I saw it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, he showed something. And I wonder, would you show your own dick pic? Or would you... Because many female actresses have had to show their own breasts. So, Lincoln, would you show your own dick? Or would you go scroll through like Neil Patrick did? I would show my own dick pic, but I would not be full frontal in a movie i'd rather have a body double because i'm a grower not a shower and if i'm <laughs> shooting a scene everything is like not on display <laughs> okay fair enough yeah, i like cool. that answer like, you know like, <laughs> really great workout your penis is not like hey i'm here it's like right the winter so <laughs> it's shriveled I'm up yeah on, me too yeah and I've done oh my gosh it does. <laughs> so my writer i don't think that's the right term writer is what you want in your dressing room yes so i'm already going to the trailer but <laughs> in beyond that i would require to take a hot shower because my balls tend to like 
hang lower and relax. Everything's relaxed. And I would say, let's use my own. I'm okay with it. Many women do and actresses have had to do it for decades. I want to use my own. And I'm also quite proud of my own, (laughs) my junk. So I would be happy to. What about you, Cody? I like Lincoln am a grower, not a shower. So yes, I would use my own picture. However, yep. I would I would need a fluffer. <laughs> oh, uh-uh. exactly. I, bitch, I'm cheating, honey. Everyone needs a fluffer. <laughs> trust me. Um, uh, yeah. I, uh, you know why? Because I you would build that into your writer. Exactly. It would definitely be in the contract somewhere. I need a fluffer. Uh, pay my boyfriend. That would be Joe. Exactly. By the way. Pay my boyfriend. It's another check in the household too yes <laughs> nice ka-ching 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 yes uh, uh, but also my dick pics are probably out there somewhere on the internet anyway oh they are but so, sweetie they are i saw them the other day who cares i mean yeah thank you did you did you put it on the bathroom wall i like swiped I right you? oh you swiped right thank <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, as we know, the show is produced by Darren Starr, Sex in the City fame. And one of the things that Neil stated in a recent interview for Just for Variety podcast, he quote, I do legitimately feel more comfortable in my skin now than I did even five years ago. I love that he says that. I've watched a lot of his interviews beyond this podcast about he is just reclaiming and just standing in his footsteps at his age, I think he's 48. Mm-hmm. And that resonated with me. I also feel legitimately more comfortable in my skin than I did even five years ago. Why do I know this? I've looked at pictures of myself five years ago recently and thought, why don't I have the abs that I had then? Mm-hmm. But I don't think I understood the body that I had up until my late 40s, it's that much harder for me now to maintain the body that I have, but I'm more comfortable in my skin. Does that make any sense, Lincoln? Yeah, you're growing into your own, which I think is, I think every man does that with every stage, right? Are you more comfortable in your skin now than even five years ago? Um, it's, that's a very challenging question for me. <laughs> I lost, Let's break it down. Let's break. We got some time here. Sure. sure. <laughs> I lost 82 pounds by the time I was 23. I was really, 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 really heavy. And I fluctuated back and forth with being hyper skinny to being really heavy. And I've done a lot of different eating things that have not been that healthy throughout my life. Um, but I stopped them when I got therapy, moved more and ate less. Mm-hmm. So that just as a general move more, eat less and get some therapy. And um, I really felt my body in my 30s to 40. And then 45, I felt I was at my peak, but I had so many problems with the hips. And I was in so much pain that while my body looked great, I was in, I was hobbling Like I would stand up and teach a class and my form would be perfect and everything would be awesome. And then I would hunch, try and get home and couldn't make it up the stairs to lay down. Oh man. Like it was from a broken ankle. I know what you're talking about. Really, really. So then post all the surgeries, the bicep, I had my bicep reattached and three hips replaced and a lot of surgeries all in one year. I thought I was on my road back to recovery and the pandemic hit. 
And that slowed me down in it even more because my classes have always been what keeps me going. And um, now that I'm the director at Temple and can teach to the gyms at Temple and also program, I feel like I'm finally flexing that muscle again. And my body's really starting to feel good. And I did a, my seven, I'm on a 21 day eating cleanse right now. I did not know that COVID was going to be part of it. Um, (laughs) um, And I'm feeling again, like lighter and more within air. And I've been meditating solid every morning for 20 minutes for almost two weeks now. And that just changes my entire relationship with my body. Wait, tell me again, do you, do you meditate in the morning when you wake up? Because I've been doing 10 minutes and that's, I've been doing it since, yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. So I, I have had, I've spent decades meditating and I did get off of it um, to the, the practice that I was on. I would hit it and miss it. And I would, Peter and I would lie in bed in the morning and meditate together. And then I, we would both pass out and be late to work and like, ah, <laughs> but I need you know, to it's a all. personal thing too. It's a personal. Yeah. Thing too, right? I mean, we love holding hands when we meditate and we, yeah. you know, it's very Aww. nice. And we do do that from time to time, but I need to go into the Tom of Finland meditation room. I need oh. to sit up straight. I do the yep. 21 day Oprah Deepak challenge. It's an app. I think it's $60 for the whole year. And you have her full catalog of meditations and a 21 day challenge is literally three weeks, three times seven, 21. And it's guided 20 minutes every morning. You simply turn it on, shut up, sit down, close your eyes, breathe through your nose. And if you get off of it, you just return your mind to it. If you start thinking about anything else, you just go back to either the beat or the breath. And totally, that's the point of it. And it just, um, cleanses and filters out your thought patterns so that when you are presented with stuff during the day, you're not coming at it without more of a filter, without more of a cleanse. I am so happy you've been doing that. I've been doing morning when I wake up pretty much always 10 minutes and I use it to set an intention. I thank the, I thank I'm thankful for the day that I've been given, but then I set an intention for the day. And it's really just that sitting in my body, how I might, I, the first few minutes are really just, I really recommend this too, sitting in my body and where my body, how it feels, how I'm feeling mentally, whether it's crusty or positive or ignited. I just sit where I'm at. I use a crystal, but it's I set a tone for the day. And it's really, many of my intentions for the day are being in the moment. And that literally, just that one is so impactful and powerful or connecting with those I come in contact. And that can mean on this podcast, texting, a phone call with my mother or my doorman or whomever, (laughs) the man on the street the lady that opened the door, you know, whatever it is. And that is just helped me so much. I can't say it enough. Um, Cody, though, we got to ask you, though, what do you think of Neil Patrick Harris saying that he feels more comfortable in his skin at 48 now than ever before? And how does that relate or not relate to you? Well, I love that. I think that Neil, first of all, Neil Patrick Harris looks amazing. So he does. I aspire to look that great when I am 48 and like, uh, 
three and a half minutes, but I <laughs> got a minute, but yes. <laughs> so yeah, I think that that's wonderful, and I'm so glad for him, and I really, really am just it. It gives me, it inspires me to, uh, to want to be better as far as I grow. I think that my own body, I've had my challenges. I've always been thought I was skinny my entire life. And it's just now that I'm starting to fill out and I'm start. I guess my metabolism is slowing down a little bit more and I'm starting to it's all catching up. I'm, honey. I'm, I'm getting thicker and I love it. I think that it's so great. And I love to, I'm, I'm going to continue to work out and I'm going to actually apply some of the things that you guys have mentioned pre just now and start meditating in the morning with my boyfriend he's he's just came in the hotel right now and he's he's uh he's leaving because he's like we're not meditating nothing but he, he we're gonna meditate <laughs> that's hilarious because <laughs> that's such a it's so powerful and i i think that setting your intention during the day really carries on and i i good to you good for you guys and thank you so much yeah maybe we'll talk more about that and not to just get harp on this but if you are like many of us as you set the tone earlier lincoln too with things are crazy right now i've gone through so many mixed emotions and depression daily depression and highs and lows that it, this actually sets the tone and is keeping me even and on a path and keeping me, you know, doing the good work that I want to keep doing. So I guess we can leave it on that. But I don't know, Lincoln, if you might give us like a one, one and a half minute review of Uncoupled. Sure. With real no, quick. No spoilers without, or anything like no that. No spoilers. Okay. If you could do All that. And the clock I'm, starts now. Okay. All <laughs> I'm going to say is it is such a joy to see a fresh television show about a gay man in his 50s in New York City with all of the fabulousness that New York had through the run of Sex in the City. They, he brings all of that. It's like Sex in the City for gay men. Mm -hmm. It's self-esteem issues. It's men talking at a bar. It's grinder talk. It's dick pic talk. It's some of it's a little reaching controversial, but it's like a modern will and grace, a modern sex in the city, perfectly in our demographic. Ours. It's a golden girls of our demographic in the city that the three of us live in. It is a joy. I, I love Neil Patrick. I love a lot of the Broadway actors that are in it. And um, I hope it has many, many seasons to come because nice. it's a great with all the shows out there that are representing so many things in the world. It's nice just to have a New York gay guy story. Nice. I love that. You hit and the trifecta too. Golden Girls, love Sex it. in the City, yep. and I forgot the third Will one. Will and Grace. Grace. Yeah. <laughs> and Will and Grace. Will and Grace, it's, Grace. It's yeah. Like gay education. It's really, it's like, I can't tell you enough how... It was I. We watched it with my best friend, who is single in New York right now and in his thirties. And Peter and I went through our era of being single in New York, and just it's. I loved it. I love, and I hope people just let it go and love it, like just love it because it's so. It's such a great um, getaway. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I really want to slide in this last topic because I really want to get your guys' take on this. On TikTok, Queer as Folk actor posted a v- video uh, <laughs> who I adore, John Sibley. Sil- Did I say that right, Cody? Yeah, you got it. You got yes. It. <laughs> okay. I love him. He's on Hacked. Um, the show that I love so much on TikTok, the queerest folk actor posted a video of himself reacting to several contestants in a male beauty pageant. You got to watch this. I'll post this on Tag's podcast. They came from different countries and most met with Sibylle's lust approval. It really is all these really hot models walking down the runway and Sibylle in his room commenting on how that guy's hot, this guy has a great ass, this guy would do. And one viewer then posted the obvious, the contestants all bear a passing resemblance to Sibylle himself. (laughs) Quote, looks like you're watching yourself and you... And the more you like, the more they look like you, they said. The observation throws up interesting ideas about male beauty. Do many gay men cultivate their looks to match their own ideas of beauty? Question mark. Or is finding yourself attractive an example of self-acceptance? Sibylle took the comment and responded to it, which I love on TikTok. Quote, interesting. I mean... Quote, I would fuck myself, civilly talking. <laughs> Quote, like, I know what I give, so I'd like to get what I give. You know what I'm saying? I actually have no shame if someone's like, your boyfriend looks just like you. Yeah, I'm trying to fuck myself, but I can't do it. I can't do that, he continued. Call me cliche. I don't give a fuck. And he lastly said, don't get me wrong. I love all types. I just love men. But if I saw myself walking down the street, I'd be like, let me get in that. He laughs. I don't don't know if that makes me confident, narcissistic or what. But here it is. That's the truth. Cody, I really love his truth about this because really he was commenting. And sometimes we take these stories out of context. He was really commenting on this contest uh-huh. of men on tiktok and he was just giving his opinion yes that guy's hot this guy this it was he was really giving a a viewer his two cents by commenting and saying yeah i would fuck myself do you agree with him would you fuck yourself so okay i watched this tiktok right and he okay he prefaced it by saying different flavors of peanut butter so yes the guys all had the same <laughs> other different flavors of peanut butter <laughs> that's it, it was hilarious when i heard because i watched it like three times and the third time when i heard him say oh different flavors of because these guys are hot so yes i did watch they it three times. yes i did oh. and i have no shame and they all look just like me um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so of course they all look very similar and of course they all look like him and yes i would fuck myself there have been so many times i've been in the club where i look across the room i'm checking some fine guy out and then i look into his eyes and he looks the same way that i'm looking and i'm like what's what's going on over here and it turns out it's a mirror it's been a mirror the whole time honey <laughs> inside oh my god wow so yes big ass it's narcissism and but i i take that with a grain of salt and i say i let i let it build confidence within me so 
I think that he is a product of the look of the time. John Sillaby has is super gorgeous, sexy, hot. I'm so happy for his success. I really am because I love hacks and I want to watch Queers Folk, but I'm really happy for his success. I think he's super hot. I think his look is that of a look of today. The beard, the short hair, letting his hair grow in his chest, hairiness is kind of a look of a time. So if you want to call many of the men that were in the video, he's Latino, but many of the men that were in the video were of all sorts of backgrounds, but they had that same today look. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, then he's, you're going to find people that look like you, right? I can't grow the look of the time. Like, in other words, I can't grow that beard thing. So I'm never going to look like anybody that's out there today. Kind of thankfully, just because I can't do it. And I think in general, there is an actor out there that I have a crush on that I love, Jay Rodriguez. I've interviewed him in the past. He's currently doing doing time he's currently co-hosting <laughs> no. on uh, the morning e-entertainment morning show and i text him i'm like you're doing such a great job i just put it out on twitter and he was liked it but i think because of the last name rodriguez that we share he's puerto rican i'm mexican but we kind of we don't look alike at all but i would be like oh i can't go for him because we're too similar i'm not gonna put it out there not that he would be necessarily interested i'm just not gonna go there that's where i stand but, on okay, that but lincoln did he answer the question though i thought the question was <laughs> i don't know how we got to jay rodriguez which no. by the way is jay was he part of the fab five the original yes he was yes, yes he, he was. was he's also in uncoupled is he really? Yes, he is. Oh, yes, yes. he's one of the Jonathan. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes. First of all, I, I can sum this up because we're almost at an hour. Right. <laughs> we never shut up. First of all, this is why I don't watch <laughs> TikTok. I will not watch that TikTok bullshit. I think it's crazy. Um, it's good. I think and, I like it. It reminds me of one of a great story. I was at Bear. I've told this before. I was at Bear Week in Provincetown. And I was looking around and this guy who I'd been chatting with all weekend. He said, you know, Stephen... You're a really handsome guy, but you're never going to find someone here. And I'm like, right. why? He's like, because everyone here likes to look the same. Oh, no, girl. Ooh, it's, oh, no, you know, girl. it's true. No, it's true. That, like you just said, the look, it's not the beard. It's the look of now. They're all wearing kind of the same shirts. They're all yeah. wearing kind of the same tank top. They like to be a community. They like to come together and all look similar. Not the exact same person, not a clone, but yeah. all of the same. I was in the corner in like a harness and an eye patch and a, you know, and like knee boot. Like I don't look. I, yeah. I wasn't. I'm always. I'm like there. you. I'm always out. I'm always on the right. So if, the if I'm row over there, right. If I'm dressed like Wednesday from the Adams family, why do I think I'm going to find a date at the event when everyone's dressed like a lumberjack? So I do think there is some truth to. People are yes. very attracted to their style. And, and and as far as the beard being the look of today, the book, the beard is the look of any day. Like yes, a handsome man. Is a handsome okay, but man. would you fuck yourself? Yeah, well, you, didn't I answer, know, but you should answer first, Steve. <laughs> well, he has said you would over and over again, didn't you? I thought you did. I don't think he did. He said he was, was, was very drunk. Right? I would fuck Jim. Well, so the one thing that 
uh, John Sillaby said was, I would fuck myself because I know how I perform in bed. Oh, like, he moves around. And from that standpoint, I would fuck myself because I know what I give in bed. Mm-hmm. So it would be a good sex. From that standpoint, yes, I would. Lincoln. <laughs> Since I know what I have to give, I like to investigate what other people are bringing to the table. So oh, I'm going to pass. Go. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> gotcha. All right. I'll, I'll let Julie note it. That. that wasn't real. You know what? That was a half answer. He had the benefit of our response. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> did it. Y'all, I love it. Are one. you done, Cody? No. I, huh? Did you want to say one more thing? Oh no, no. I'm just saying you guys got away with not really answering. You murder the question, but it's okay. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it go this time. Listen, you're hitting on yourself in the mirror, so that's a whole another segment. <laughs> <laughs> you can always follow my horny co-hosts on Instagram. Follow Lincoln at Protein Bakery at Protein Bakery. Also at Mad Lincoln. Follow Mr. Maurice at Mr. Maurice. Or he's a life coach at KMD Coaching. And for crying out loud, follow us at Tags Podcast. You guys, so much fun. Thank you. From Atlantic City to Brooklyn. I was going to say Brooklyn. From New York City. We are here for you. In the meantime, continue having hot, Uh, gay, gay, gay sex. sex. Yes.